Nerdio Podcast, a podcast offering discussions and tutorials about nerdy subjects for people who aren't necessarily nerdy themselves. With you today is myself, your nerdy tutor, George, and with me here today, future professional weeb, my mom. Well, I was going to call myself uh, Manga Mama. There we go. We can do Manga Mama. That's awesome. Alrighty. So, last week we were discussing Japanese manga, and I gave a, whole, I gave a little collection of stuff here to read through. And so, what do you want to talk about first, Mom? Well, okay, so as an overall writing theme, mm-hmm. and, and um, you know, we talked about this a little bit maybe last week, or uh, we've talked about this a couple times with regard to Japanese society. Um, there is a great deal of um, work ethic mm-hmm. and um, the concept of earning. You, you, um, there's very strong moral, but it's a slightly different morality than you would have in, um, say, Disney. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, because there's very much a, a, a Disney princess, all she has to do is wake up with a kiss. She hasn't done a whole lot of work there to earn that. No, no. Um, and, uh, you know, even Rapunzel ventures out of, out of the, the house in the movie, in Tangle, ventures out of the house, and, and um, but things, you know, generally... End up well for her at the end of the day. Yeah, and and Ariel signs her life away in return for legs, um, but they haven't done a great deal. There's certainly a, a, a moral. They're moral tells, but these are um, very moral in a different way. I I'm, I'm trying to um, virtue driven. How's that? Virtue is a good way to describe it, yeah. Okay, so th- virtue-driven. Yeah, a lot of the time I find the Japanese... I, I, the difference between kind of an American story and a Japanese story is um, is a plot that that's meant to overcome the odds in American kind of culture. Like, uh-huh. if you go back to our Game of Thrones, it's all about um, this over- giant overarching plot. And while there are there's growth through all these characters... You feel as if all the characters are being pushed through this plot at the end of the day, rather than the characters are some in some cases necessarily driving the plot. It's what happens to them rather than what they make happen. Precisely, but again, but Game of Thrones is a little bit different because it's one of the more, I would say, more kind of Eastern style where a lot of the characters do kind of drive a lot of that plot, but it certainly doesn't feel like it in the long in the long run here. Versus where in a lot of Western anime, it's all very much the characters pushing it forward, and a lot of the times especially with with Japanese manga here, is like, whatever you did in the past stays with you throughout the entire show. There's a lot of karma. There's a lot of karma, or just a lot of just like, if you lose if you lose an arm, well, you lost an arm. You don't get it back unless you find either a supernatural way to get back, or you get it replaced by something else. And that's very true for one of, for one of our shows. For one of the uh, manga that we had you read here, is that they lost something, and they're on kind of a quest to get it back, but they don't have it. They don't have it. And then that's and that's an overarching theme throughout the entire show is look is loss and getting stuff back as a result. Okay, so so, so that would be my, my over my my overarching theme mm-hmm. would be that, that that it's very virtue driven and um and there's a lot of uh you don't get you don't get to reap unless you sow. Mm-hmm. Um well, and I also a, lot of a lot of character driven too. It is character driven, but but there's a lot of um you work hard for it. Yeah, you work hard for what it is, because and, and that's a and that's kind of an instilled kind of virtue in Japanese culture in general. I mean, even if you go back to the word otaku, which for American parlance we kind of think of it as like, oh, you're an otaku. Oh, you're into Japanese culture and you're into like anime and manga. But in Japan, if you're an otaku, 
which you, the word for otaku is kind of like dedication to something in a lot of cases. So you might be a military otaku, which means you're into military sort of knowledge. Well, food wars. Food wars, yes. Um, then you might be a chef otaku here in that case. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so which one did you want to start off with first, or did you want to just go well, through the list? I I think we'll we'll let you drive it, and I'll I'll, I'll here. So I'll, I'll give you a couple of other other just starting things for mm-hmm. for you know notes for people who haven't done this before. Flipping back through words through stuff is fucking hard. <laughs> I excuse my French. Um, the whole thing that you start at the right and have to move the the dot over to the left to flip your pages. Mm-hmm. And that was true on several of them. Oh, you, you mean for, uh, oh, from right to left, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Yeah, so so you're flipping backwards through the pages, and then my eye automatically wants to start on the left, and you can't. Um, I mean, even just going down the page, training yourself to go from right to left as you read through these. It's tricky. It's tricky. It's hard. Um, so I, like, I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. And I had to go back and, and re reread it again. Um, so so it, it took me several to several tries. Yeah. yeah, several tries. And I had to I had to do a modest relearn every time because I did this in three different sittings. Sittings, yeah, which is true with a lot of manga. Okay, so I had to um, retrain myself again. Oh, that's right. It's this way. So mm-hmm. so that was the first thing. Um, the the second thing is um, you had mentioned it. It, it is. Everything I looked at was black and white, with the exception of a couple of color pages, pages yes. here and there. Um, everything was black and white. And so I, I think I had this idea that it was going to be more like... Um, Monochrome, maybe? Well, yeah. So so American comics are black and white. They're, they're black, black and white. They're black and white, but they'd be... Very, I mean, depending on you what might, kind of comics... There might yeah. be shading that's drawn, mm-hmm. you know, like little hash marks sort of things. Yeah. This isn't that. Um the the art in it is, I would say, a much higher quality mm-hmm. than even um, my granddaughters are, are are into, especially the eight year old, very much into graphic novels. Yes, essentially anime, the American style. So they're very much into that. And if I look at the drawings for that, even when that's in color, it isn't done with the skill set that this is done with. I, I think um, the use of shading, sort of a charcoal sort of shading sort of thing, um, the art very different in set. You mean the art styles amongst these? Very dramatically uh, in some cases. Yes. Yeah, yeah, very dramatically. I mean, they're very. There's one that's Sailor Moonish. Oh, it was very, very pretty looking, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, my God. I would. So we'll, we'll come to that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, but. Um, even as different as the styles were, the quality of the drawing, and I and this goes back to you said they're producing these once a week. I just can't even begin to imagine because even though, um, when you talk about twenty pages, you're talking about really a maximum of six to eight squares per page. Yes, and some depending on the page. And, but we, and, and most of them were were say maybe four squares and a big square. Yeah. You know, four smaller squares. So, um, per page you're looking at um you know five six drawings four five six drawings mm-hmm. and and sometimes just one and maybe sometimes one that splashes both pages oh yeah if something big happens um even at that my concept of how you would get this done in a week even if you have multiple illustrators kind of blows me away mm-hmm. 
So, so that would be my, my comment number one. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. And no. by the way, I'm so into this, I've put down my knitting. Which, That's okay. which which none of you realize, but yeah, no, no, she's, I'm she's almost always knitting while while we're doing knitter. this. Oh, absolutely. I don't have to look while knitting. I can That's knit without. Okay. But, but I'm using my hands here, so I can't. Um, so that would be another one of my comments. The quality of it is sort of like comparing old style um, cartooning to Disney style cartooning. Like today, yeah, yeah, where, like, the, where, like a comparison to like maybe like old very classic steamboat willy mickey mouse to like what's considered like high definition mickey mouse today yeah so so um the difference in the quality of cartooning for lack of a better word mm -hmm. um really really struck me there's also kind of like a weight of the weight to a lot of the characters too like when they're moving around they feel very heavy or more realistic in a lot of cases and sometimes a little cartoony in some places but a lot of the motion seems like it has a lot of weight yeah, and very, very, very much drawn in a real life style, even though they're cartoon characters. Yeah, with with a certain level of stylization and character kind of look to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I think that's a that's that's a good observation, um, and I guess the the um, my last overarching comment was the same comment that I had regarding anime, and that's that, um, and but only emphasized even more so, mm -hmm. and that's that. Um, Within the manga, rather than being story-driven mm -hmm. or event-driven, they're more internalized. So they're more... Um, On a smaller scale and more personal. Yeah. So, so in, in one, of, one of my... I, had this, I, I think I made the same comment when, um, when I was watching anime, and this is even that sort of even hyped up more so. And that's that you see a lot of how they think. Mm -hmm. A lot of the um, thought bubbles are really um, thought bubbles, and and I find it very candid um, in in terms of realistically portraying how someone would feel. The immediacy of their thoughts. Yeah. Oh, and the intimacy. Oh yeah. And and um, I found that very interesting. Mm -hmm. You you see people struggle. Oh, absolutely. So, and, and you have a real sense of it. So, so from that end, I, I um, was quite taken. I could see where you could get caught up in this and be and down lost. at Seven Eleven every every you know every week. Yeah, a favorite pastime um, when I used to have another job where I traveled a lot, and you would have downtimes of sometimes hours to waste, would be to go into a Barnes and Noble, which a lot of people, which I remember a lot of people doing, go to the Japanese manga section, pick out a bunch of books. Barnes and Noble carries this. Yes, Barnes and Nobles, um, uh, Borders when they were still around. Like a lot of bookstores carried these in quite a bit, and sometimes like an entire full section. I I did not realize. Yeah, and what you would do is you would just take a couple books that you thought were interesting, or a couple of, or maybe like seven or eight books of a series. You'd find yourself a chair and you just plop them down and read. Are, now are they translated? Oh yeah, they're in full English. Okay. Yeah, and just on the other side of the computer here is like a whole bunch of translated manga books that I have. Oh, okay. I even have like a few, few full series here as well. Okay. So yeah. Um, but let's go ahead and start off with one of my, one of our favorite series here, which is going to be Full Metal Alchemist. Okay. So, so like totally get that. Yeah. So Full Metal Alchemist is the story of Edward Elric and his, his little brother Alphonse Elric, which are about, they're about a year, year and a half Little apart. brother. Little brother, even though it doesn't look little, but he's definitely the little brother. <laughs> Um, they've had a very, they're in a world where 
Um, alchemy basically is this notion here where you have where you can generate energy into the ground through a magical through a transmutational circle, and as a result of nearby components, you can remake stuff. So if you were to say a broken broken radio here, if you have all the parts for the broken radio, you make a circle and you can remake the radio back into whole at the end of the day by using all the same parts. And there's a particular rule in this series. There's a couple. And, he, and, rules. and he does remake a, a radio, by the way. In the example. There's, there's two specific rules that are in this anime here, or in this manga here, that the law of equivalent exchange, which means that you can't give up something without getting some, the exact same thing in return. So as a result here, like, you can't, like, if you were going to make, like, a statue out of, like, a marble with alchemy, you can only make it with as much marble as you actually have access to. So you couldn't make it out of extra marble that wasn't around, or you could, or if you had to, you would have to make it hollow on the inside or thinner walls are not quite so thick. You only use as much material as you have, so so the notion in the in the story here is that you only can do what you can do with what you give. So you have to give an equal price, and you get an equal return out of it. Okay, so so just first off, mm -hmm. the funny thing was the day before I read this, mm -hmm. I was standing in front of a, a display at a museum that talked about Renaissance and Middle Age alchemists. Yes. And, it, and, and alchemists are sort of this blending of philosophy and chemistry. Oh, yes. And, um, and so in, in terms of, of their historical relevance, and they existed around the world, it was a really interesting... Kind of science back in the day, yeah. if, if, if it existed. Um, it, it blended to the point where some people referred to them as, as magicians, which they weren't, but... But um, it, it took physics, it took philosophy, it took chemistry, and blended it all to an outcome. And that's very much what, what these two brothers are doing. So, so one of the first things I noticed was as you first enter it, and, and the, the, the first one was 53 pages. Yeah, so, so, so Fullmetal Alchemist is an example of a monthly running series. So it ran once a month in a book that had a bunch of stories in it once a month. Oh, okay. So, so it's so sort of like an anthology. Yeah. So every month it would have one chapter in it from like maybe like a dozen different stories in it versus uh -huh. like where your traditional Shonen Jump, which came out every week, would have pretty work from maybe sixteen to twenty stories in it most of the time. Okay. So, so these okay. were so a lot, a lot of cases with monthly shows with monthly series. Sometimes a lot more happens in them, and sometimes the art is even more prettier because you have almost an entire month to do it. But a lot of the cases here, like the people who are doing this. We're doing a monthly series. Might also be doing a weekly series as well, or might be doing two monthly series. Which again, just you know, boggles the mind. I'm, I'm I'm back to how do you get this artwork done? Because the artwork is so detailed. This isn't somebody just sketching. Although one of these is about creating and drawing. One yes. of the ones you had me look oh, at. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So in the first in the in the entry, it talks about the the lessons with um, event. Um, Situations that are painless mm -hmm. are lessons without meaning. Absolutely. And it actually, it's specific, I forget exactly how they phrase it, but that is, because I, I paraphrased it in my notes, but that's exactly what it says. Mm -hmm. And that's right as you enter it. Oh, yeah. So it immediately tells you kind of what it's going to be about at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, there is, interestingly enough, because you're half Greek, a reference to Icarus. Mm-hmm. 
um, in, in, in in the story immediately in the in the story pretty pretty early on because they're talking about Leto who is the the god of the, uh, god of the sun mm-hmm. and basically again um, the younger brother is a robot no no okay what is the younger brother so to make this make more sense for you here and they paint it they kind of paint it in the chapter in between the they paint it very big, much in the beginning and then a little bit afterwards, but here's kind of the full story of it because it ends up diving into it a little bit later on in the manga than necessarily Because right I, I wasn't necessarily getting so, exactly what was happening there. So what had happened was is that when Edward and Al were really young, then they were like in like third or fourth grade, their mom died. Mm-hmm. And one of the tenets of, of alchemy here is that you don't do human transmutation, which means that you don't try to make humans or try to bring back the dead through through alchemy at the end of the day because it can't be done can't be done what ends up happening here is that uh the boys when they turn when they get to like sixth grade have spent the last few years studying alchemy they were already kind of good at alchemy anyways and their dad is a really good really great alchemist that they Mm -hmm. that even though he never physically taught them they kind of like went into his study and learned a lot of his notes it's in the blood figured it's it's in the blood um, and, what and, the, and the brothers are well known. Oh, the, the brothers are very well known. Um, and what the brothers end up doing here is they they do their own kind of formulation as six years old would, and come up with their own version of human transmutation to bring back their mom because it's not well documented out there. They okay. had to do it, so they they literally get all the stuff they needed to make their mom. And in the process of making their mom, they have what they call in alchemy a rebound, which means something bad happens. And what happened was that Al is that. Edward lost his left leg, which is why he has a leg. With right. In the show, they have something kind of like a steampunk sort of like thing called automail, which is how you replace limbs in a lot of cases. So they're kind of like artificial limbs, mm-hmm. but they move around just like regular ones. He has a prosthetic. He has a prosthetic leg. So Edward um, loses his left leg initially, and then Al loses his entire body. And it disappears in order to try to bring back their mom. But what they bring back is not exactly a human... It kind of looks a little humanish, but it dies shortly thereafter, because they didn't actually make a human. They made all the parts that kind of component to a human, like okay. ribs, femurs, muscles, all these things, but like not like a full envelope of skin around the body. Like it's a horrible mishmash of like a horrible science experience experiment. Okay. Um, in the process here, Edward gains this additional knowledge about alchemy because in the process of doing human transmutation, you gain more knowledge about alchemy in the world depending on what price you give up to do it so whatever so in this case here they he gave up his left leg and his little brother to get all this additional knowledge what he ends up doing is he goes to a suit of armor that was in the corner seal does this like blood uh transmutation circle in it and then binds the soul of his little brother to the suit of armor so this entire suit of armor is completely hollow but it moves around Okay. Because so so the entire so I wasn't getting that. Yeah, it's a, it's not immediately kind of apparent. Okay, so so the little brother is considerably bigger. So the little brother is like the size of like a six foot three, six foot four kind of person, and Edward, who is the older brother, is like a five foot one, maybe five foot five. And my sense, foot, my sense was he was five. like sixteen, seventeen. They're about like fourteen, fifteen years old. Okay, give so, or take. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, this very early story kind of shows off that, like, they're not quite normal. 
Edward is they're, known as they're the, already well known. They're already well known because Edward is known as a state alchemist. He's an alchemist who's a part of the government. Who so he gets extra funding, but if he gets if there's a war need for alchemists to go to a fight, he gets drafted into that fight right away. He kind of holds the title of a like a like a major colonel or something, something like that. Okay. So he, he holds like a, a pretty decent title for what he is. Um, so that's how he's well known everywhere. Um, and the story kind of goes on about how like. There's, they're looking for what they call the Philosopher's Stone, which the intention of the, is that if they find this stone, you don't have to pay a toll to use alchemy. You can do alchemy regardless. So the point of the stone, if you in the story here, Father Leto or Father Cornelius or the guy who's using yeah, the, yeah, the bad Cornello, priest. Cornello. Yeah, Cornello. Cornello. The, this bad priest here, essentially, is using the stone and making stuff with the, with the Philosopher's Stone and passing it off as like miracles from the sun god Leto. Okay, so so if I can make an interjection here, am I going to piss anybody off by liking him to Joel Olstein? I don't think so. Okay, so so this is basically um, a bad televangelist. Yeah, Jim Baker name name your yeah. Name your name your televangelist um, sort of guy and there's Rosie who's who's this young girl very naive and very sweet and innocent but like thinks she's going to get her friend back or her lover back if she does what he says. Well, he's pretty much told her that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll get to see so you get to see them again. you get to see him again, and, and the lover's passed away. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so you have this sort of... I mean, the, the, the things that it conjured up is, is we were getting to know him. One of the things was the Wizard of Oz, where you see the wizard behind the, behind the screen... And, and realize, they're not the same person that and, you think they really and were. And realize that it's just a guy. Yeah. Um, so you have this this sort of televangelist sort of personality, who um, who admits that he's just another alchemist. Yeah. And 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 he's just. So so what came across to me there was it could be used for good or evil. Yeah. Yeah. The, and alchemy and, doesn't alchemy is only <coughs> what you make of it at the end of the day. There's not any inherent sort of good or bad out of it here. It's essentially what it is you make out of it at the end of the day, whether you do good stuff or bad stuff with it. Which is, again, like a lot of, throughout the series here, you'll see a lot of people using alchemy who are not necessarily using it for good reasons or good purposes at the end of the day. Okay. Yeah. So, so I, I was charmed by the reference to Icarus because you, your, your uh, family historically comes from Ikaria, which is mm-hmm. named after Icarus. Icarus yep. Um, so I thought that was a cute, cute side note. But um, what you what you think of the art? I liked the art very much. It's kind of got this kind of like Saturday morning kind of feel to it a little bit. It's not overly stylized. Sort of human beings are kind of more like character, very much caricatures. Driven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I liked. I actually liked the art in all of them. They all had different. Their own kind of unique style. Style. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So um, I liked the art. I liked um, the stylization of the clothes. Oh yes. And um, that was pretty cool. Yeah. So so um, because because um, he he knows how to dress. Oh yeah. No. Again, in this one here, I mean, like he's got this kind of really cool red kind of cloak that he's wearing, and he's got. I have no idea what the colors are. Oh, so he wears his bright red sort of like cloak that he wears yeah. over his, and then the rest of his thing is all black. He's kind of kind of like a black kind of. Um, he's just very sort of sort of stylish. Yeah. No, he's got a, he's got a black kind of um, 
I don't want to say kind of like a school Gaku uniform is kind of the way they call it. Like, he's got uh-huh. like a kind of school uniform kind of look to him almost, but like without all the buttons down the center. So it's kind of got a little bit of a high collar and it's got sleeves on it. Um, and he also wears gloves, so that way you can't tell that one of his hands is is uh, auto mail at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Al always looks like Al, but they get a lot of range, but the artist goes gets a lot of kind of range out of the the helmet face at the end of the day because you can't really change a lot of the perspectives of it but they do kind it of does like have expressions it does have expressions yes so and and that surprised me because um because it is you know to me it looks sort of robotic you would almost think a kind of an iron man where you couldn't tell yeah. what's going on there would be very but, but, stoic and similar but they there's a they twist it just enough to get enough expression out of the out of that face to get yeah. what you need to yeah no i and i was impressed with that it, it, to me it added a bit to it yeah Okay. So would you, would you keep reading this if you had the chance to? Yeah, actually, I would. I, I well, I mean, I think there were a number of them. I wanted to know where they where they where went. they go to. Yeah, yeah. No, and Full Metal Ox was one of these great series. They actually had two animes done for it. They had one in two thousand uh, two thousand four that came out, which was right around the same time after about a year of the books being out. So it tells the beginning portion of it is very similar to the original manga, but later elements of it are not the same. Versus if they had another version that came out in 2009 uh, called Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which follows the story almost linearly exactly the same. And it coincided, the two of them finished at about the same time, with the manga ending about two weeks before the anime ended. So so it was initially planned that they would both end about the right time, and it was one of those, like, just... Americans loved Full Metal Alchemist because it wasn't so... Japanese that you couldn't get into it, but it was so interesting at the end of the day here. Was day here. I actually didn't find any of these so Japanese that I couldn't get into. Well, um, I think I mean, there's definitely there's, there's, a, there's a lot of heavy elements of Japanese in it, especially yes. in some of the later stuff here. Yeah, but like none of them are like so Japanese that you can't get into it here. Yeah, there, I mean, there's a cultural cross, but mm-hmm. yeah, already okay. So yeah, no, this is a great show if you want to watch it on Netflix. It's fully available there. I highly recommend it. I do recommend, though, if you want to watch it, watch the original series first and then watch Brotherhood. Because Brotherhood, for its first kind of like 10-some-odd episodes, is a lot of recap of what was in full, the original Full Metal Alchemist. And while it's not exactly the same, like they just go through stuff so quickly that it doesn't kind of like feel quite right. So if you watch the first one first... It's a completely different story, but you can always watch more of it later, which is a good way to do it. It, That's how I was told how to watch House of Cards, um, to watch the British version first and then watch the American version. Because if you watch the American version, you have a lot of hard time watching the British version, which I found to be absolutely correct, because I watched the American version first. All right, so next we go on to the one I always recommend for people in anime form and manga form to let people know if they actually are going to be interested in Japanese animation or manga. And this is Death Note. <laughs> okay. So, Death Note tells the story of a world in which death gods, or as we as known in the series, known as Shinigami, which is basically like the Grim Reaper here in America, um, do exist. And what they carry around is like notebooks, They tongues, don't look gloves. like the Greek Grim Reaper. No, 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 no. no, no they they no, look like no, little no. flying dragons. They actually look like the devil is depicted on a certain uh, religious icon. Intentionally. It, yeah. So, um, so the, in the world in which they exist at, they have a book called a Death Note. And the rules of the Death Note are whoever's name is written in it, so long as you know their name and their face, will die within, I believe, like 40 seconds. 
if you or you believe it's like 100 seconds or 40 seconds i don't remember the exact number but they will die so long as they're written in that book but if you write out the reason why they die they'll die of that particular way so if you tell somebody to go jump off a bridge they'll jump off a bridge but if there's no bridge around they'll just die of a heart attack which is how they normally die and so and the notion is you have to know the name and the face because if you know the names like mick jagger and there's another guy named mick jagger you don't kill the wrong one by accident so that's the intentions at the end of the day that, that makes so, sense um and those books are only being usually held, held by death gods and then one book falls in the lap of another person well okay in Amer- in, okay in, let's let's talk about falls in the lap of well not necessarily in the lap but okay so so the the shinigami who basically there's a bored death god ryuk ryuk Yep. And there's a bored death god who decides it'd be fun to see what would happen if you dropped a death death book. A death and, note. Yep. A death note. And he actually writes in English, and he explains that he writes it in English so because that's the language most most common in the world. He, he thought it would be the most common and everyone, somebody would be able to understand easily if they got it. Right. So he writes the instructions on how to use it. Mm-hmm. And he just drops it to whoever finds it yep and um and so this young man finds it he's a teenager he's 14 15 um he is actually 17 years old 17. he's in his senior year of high school his name is oh Light. yeah they do tell us that so his name is light yagami he's like a he's like a honor roll student he's gonna be valid victorian and he's referred to as light which i found very confusing because i thought it was in in the text they refer to him as light yes and I found that very confusing because I kept thinking they meant the word light because they're spelling it the same way. Yeah. Yeah, that, that part's it, a little confusing. It, it, took, it took me a bit to catch on to that. Yes. I'm like, what's that? So, um, so uh, yeah, when he first finds the book, he's not sure it's for real, but somebody's written out a lot of instructions, kind of mm-hmm. got to be. Not really sure. Must be some sort of like somebody's practical joke. Joke, sort of thing. yeah, not not certain. And so he turns on the TV onto the news station, and there's a hostage situation. Yep. And um, and he writes down. He hears the person's name, and he and writes sees down. The face, he yep. sees the face, and he writes down the person's name, and he doesn't put how the person's going to die. So the person has a heart attack. A heart attack. So if you leave it blank. You get a heart attack. You just get a heart attack within like 60 seconds, I think. Is the thing. Yeah. So um, he's waiting, 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 watching the TV. It's like the longest 40 seconds ever. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden people, hostages start coming out. Yeah, it's like a few minutes and people start like leaving the building and everyone's like, well, why did, how'd you guys get out? How'd you guys get free? He just had a heart, heart attack. attack. He just passed out and had a heart attack. Yeah. So, so then what does he do, Mom? What does he do? He's got, well, all of a sudden he realizes that he has this power and he has a moral dilemma here. Mm-hmm. And, and he reasons for, and this is, this is where I go to the candor and the intimacy of people's thoughts, mm-hmm. which, which to me seems so very um, sort of reasonable and, and genuine. Um, he goes through a whole sort of, sort of, now what do I do? What do I do? And he figures out that he's going to be a vigilante. Well, he doesn't say that he's a vigilante. He doesn't day, say that. But, but but he decides that he's going to use it for what he thinks is good at the end of the day. So this would be like a chaotic good character at the end of the day. Yeah. Who thinks they're doing the right thing for whatever reason they think is the right reason. 
So, so the death god comes and visits him, mm-hmm. and they have this conversation, and um, and the, and then the the death god says, "So you're going to use this to kill people who deserve to die?" And he and and he says something to the effect of, "Yeah, I, I, I'm." Um, so you want to use this at all by any chance, or you want to give up ownership of it? I'll take it back. Back, yeah. And then light kind of opens up the book. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm just getting started. started. And 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 the death god basically, you know, rubs his hands and says, like, "This is going to cool. be fun. This will be fun and interesting." Yeah. So then, what happens in the second chapter? Or do you want me to paint that picture? Oh, you go ahead. So yeah, so the second chapter is really the point in which, if you won't know, you're going to be interested in this series or not, because in comes the rival. Yeah. So, um, at well, this we we need to back up though, because there's an important piece we're missing. Light decides that he's going to let everybody die of a heart attack because then the world will know that, that somebody's that doing it's it. it's somebody specific doing it and that it's being done with intent. And he thinks that the result of that will be that it scares people into behaving well. Yes. That people will stop being thieves and robbers and rapists. The intention um, that if you get rid of all the bad people, the good people will either rise to the top or everyone will be so fearful of, of, of having the heart attack that they won't actually try to do anything bad. That'll it'll be like their it'll be like their own like little um, uh, what was the Jiminy Cricket on their shoulder saying like don't do this you might die. Yeah, and and he so he's very intentional, and I think that's important to know. Yeah, because he's not going after random people, and he's certainly not going after just bad people he's going after and he's not going after people who piss him off no he's going after the worst of the worst you know like yeah. people who've either gotten away with murder or people who have murdered a lot of people sex you know people who have raped and pillaged Re- repeat and, offenders yeah people are just like probably like the scum of the earth that won't ever get justice or even if they did get justice like that the world would be just so much better without okay. these people. In yeah. It. Yeah. But he's a 17 year old making this decision. Yeah. And, and part of what the story talks about too, um, towards the end of the first chapter is that, that this is sort of, um, sc- screwing him, his, his, he's losing his concentration for his schooling. Yes. It's kind of taking a toll because he's so focused on this now this, yeah. that he's not quite paying attention to all of his schoolwork. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. So, um, in the interim between the first chapter and the second chapter, it's been maybe let's say about a month or so since he started killing people, um, and people have picked picked up on it. So, um, which is interesting. Which I love this portion. I love why they what they call him here. They call him Kira. So they call him K I R A Kira, Kira? Yeah. which in Japanese means God. Yeah. But in the sense of the way they're trying to use it here. They're all. It's both. It's. It has a dual meaning to it because in Japanese, kira sounds a lot like killer. So it's intentional that not only is he a killer, but he's god at the same time. Fine. So they've created the. Yeah. So he ends up taking this alias of Kira, which he didn't make from. He didn't make. Everyone yeah. just kind of pushed it onto him, and so he just takes his hands. Like, okay, yeah, fine. That's what the internet. That's what the world is calling me. That's what I am. But I'm not. It's not like I have like a big. But like, nobody knows who he is. No, nobody knows who he is. So. They just know that he exists. Yeah, so the TV comes on one day, and there's a person who introduces himself as Lind L. Taylor. He announces himself to be the world-famous detective L, which they've kind of hyped up a little bit as being, like, the world's greatest detective, just mm-hmm. a single letter L. And so Lind L. Taylor basically goes to the point of saying, 
Kira, if you're out there, what you're doing is wrong. Vigilante justice is not justice, you're just a murderer. You have to stop. And basically, he pisses off Kira. He pisses off Light yeah. at the end of the day. Light just decides, fine, I'll show you how, I'll show you my judgment at the end of the day. Big, bright letters in the notebook here, in all English, just writes his name out. Because mind you, Lindell Taylor is saying this in mostly English with a Japanese translation. Right. So, um, and so what happens? Lindell Taylor dies. He's dead. He dies right on television, live. After he's told everybody, this is broadcasting all over the Japan- Japanese area, you know, to let, to try to, you know, let Kira know what he's doing is wrong and for him to stop. Yeah. And then comes on the screen with this very stylized L. And it's now a monochrome sort of computer voice that's coming out of it now that says, wow, I didn't realize you could really do that. That's amazing. Let's see if you can do it again. Kill me. Come on. Come on, Light. Or come on, Kira. Do it. Yeah. Ah, He's taunting him. So you can't do it. So that means you need certain requirements to do this. Thanks for the knowledge. I'll give this to you, this little bit of knowledge to you, though, first. I want to let you know, this wasn't broadcasting all over Japan. This was only broadcasting in the Kansai region of Japan. So I know where so you are. So I now know where you are. Yeah. And I know where to start my investigation. And never mind, Kira, I will bring you to justice. So the rest of this entire manga is this cat and mouse game between Light and between Light and L trying to figure out who's going to figure out which one is which first. And it takes a very odd turn midway through, but it's, a super, but it's one of these stories where the psychology of the entire thing is kind of the most interesting bit of it here, I think. Well, you already know, you already know that Light's going to find this whole thing draining because he's already impacted by, by the act of killing. Mm-hmm. Because, it, 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 you know, when you begin this whole thing, he's actually... A, just a really good kid. Yeah, no, he's he's a morally decent person at the end of the day, but he's just bored. He is bored. Oh yeah, no, he makes a very good point of saying like, I'm just so bored. bored. Yeah. Yeah, because everything around him is very boring. This life and, is and up his easy life. and mm-hmm. yeah. And the he's no- so smart. Yeah, and the notion that he has um, this book now is kind of this other thing. But he's got to be like mentally sharp and keep going because. If they figure out who he is, then he goes to jail and will probably die. And the last thing he really wants to do is die. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But what I love about this manga here is it creates... Well, and then and then the other thing is, if he goes to jail, what happens to the notebook? Yeah. Who gets it next? Who? Yeah, who will get it next at the end of the day? Who Will, will it become like... And will it get destroyed itself? Will it become an investigational tool? Will it get used by the police? Will it be used by governments for right, good reasons? It could reasons fall farmers? into a hand. Yeah. Yeah, like who actually gets to say who will use this book? So he's kind of got to keep it safe from just about every other yokel out there who might use it for whatever reason they think is a great idea to use it. Yeah, so he's got he's got 101 concerns. Yeah. Um, but what I love about the story here is that it's an interesting dilemma here between... Which is the correct justice? Is it, you know, justice by law or is it vigilante justice? I mean, because justice by law doesn't always get you good, doesn't always get you to justice that you really want. But then at the end of the day, like, vigilante justice is a person who, is a person who they think is what justice is at the end of the day, which is the right way to go at the end of the day. Do you leave it up to the hands of society or do you leave it up to the hands of one person? And that's kind of a topic that's discussed throughout the manga here on a certain level, that... 
who is right and who is wrong. Is it society who gets to judge, or is it a single person that should be the one to decide to judge? Yeah. And so it's a very interesting dilemma. It's a great show that goes back and forth. Um, and it's had a lot of adaptations, especially um, available on Netflix. So um, Netflix has... So the original Japanese animation series follows the story very, very well. It's beautifully done in English, which, are, um, which again, all these shows have English versions of them, uh, with one or two exceptions of them here. Most of these have English versions of them out there. But it's beautifully done in English. I love the cast for it. It's very well done. But if you ever have to watch something, just watch the anime. There was an American movie that came out that's available on Netflix. It does not follow the story. It's an American version of the story. And I feel that it's just... It's not the same sort of story being told. I can appreciate if it's being told in a different way, but it's just not, not the same sort of vigilante versus societal justice sort of thing. Well, you know, and it has it has sort of a, a, a feel of... To me, it had sort of the feel of a bounty hunter sort of yeah. thing. Um, and and so it reminded me very much of sort of a, a Western in its yeah. own way. Yeah, kind of like trying to find the bad guy here and everything. Yeah. What do you think of the characters so far that you've read? I kind of feel like Light is emotionally lost. Yeah, I can absolutely agree with that. Um, but again, again, part of that because you do get the candor of his thought process. Yeah, that like you kind of know at the end of the day here that like... He's conflicted. Oh, yeah, no, he's very conflicted about what he's doing, but he's also a little bit twisted by his power that he has as well. <laughs> There's a point a point where where the Shimagami says, oh, this is going to be fun. Mm -hmm. And it is specifically because... The, Just to watch the chaos and drama happening. Well, well, because because you see Light come into the realization of how much power he has. Yeah. Because um, he doesn't want to give the notebook back. No, no, no. So when you look at this art versus like Full Metal Alchemist, there is a very clear stylization in, this, in, in Death Note here. Yeah, um, there is. It's very realistic tone because it's set in kind of a realistic modern, modern setting. Mm -hmm. But it's like just much crisper and cleaner seeming, doesn't, isn't it? There's a lot the, more white space. A lot, a lot more white space, a lot cleaner. Um, like it's just, I, I find the artwork in this to be absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, and no, it's a, I mean, it, of all of them, this is probably my, my favorite in terms of the artwork itself. Okay, cool. Alrighty, so the next one we're going to do here is Kuroko no Basuke. Now, this is the basketball anime that we watched initially back in the day, so we're getting yeah. to the manga, and we're actually doing the same chapters for the episodes we watched yeah. back in our very one of our very first episodes here. So, we kind of already know the story. It's the story of a basketball of a high school basketball teams fighting for each other to get to the winter to get to the finals of the winter tournament, um, and teenagers with like. Not necessarily supernatural, but kind of like super phenomenal sort of abilities. Yes, it's a hyper skill set. Yeah, so. So a hyper skill set. Yeah, and so this is the, these are the chapters which uh, uh, Anamone real, you know, like you get the notion here that Anamone has been bored for a very long time and finally he's met somebody that's worthy of him going into the zone. The zone. So, so I, I, yeah, and I was really looking forward to seeing exactly how the zone was depicted. Mm -hmm. So, it literally talks about it um, as you have to train for hours, 
And even if you train and you put in all this effort... You might barely get to be able to stand in front of the door. Right? Yeah, it's not going to come to you very often. Mm-hmm. It literally says it still only opens... A on handful rare, of times. On very, rare occasions, very yeah. Um, and and you, ent- you, when you when you enter it, you enter a sacred place. It actually draws the door. Yes. And unless I'm not remembering correctly, you don't see the door... It was there. But it, was it was there? The, it was there, but, 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 but not in the, quite the way that it was depicted here. Okay, so it's depicted as sort of um, an ancient Kind of like gilded wood, sort of like wood door. Yeah, wood door with all sorts of trim on it. Um, like it's very old and very uh, revered. S- and sacred. And sa- yeah, and he refers to it as a, it's a sacred place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he opens it by force. They're just like just grabbing a hold of the doors and just shoving Shoves, it open. Shoving it open and and going through it is actually painful. Mm-hmm. He says that he and you see the effort yeah, that it took to him it open. to push it open, and and you see that drawn. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have that same sense when I saw it in anime. Yeah, in the anime, it felt like it was just kind of more like a switch almost, like he. Opened up the doors you went into and, it, and, and you went into it, and in part because, if I recall correctly, there was sort of color and light, and and like there was like it is in like a dark shooting, expanse, and then yeah. you kind of get this embrace oh, of said, light. Yeah, 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 and so it feels like you just kind of like walked into the light, and there was nothing difficult about doing that. Versus here in the manga form, it seems like it was a real test to kind of like open the real you know issue, or maybe even like a struggle struggle to open up those doors, and then the second he's in there. Like you fade back, and he's just got this kind of semi-blank look on his face, and well, he's covered in sweat, and, mm-hmm. and he actually he actually talks about it. It was painful. Yep. And you can see the pain on him. Oh yeah. Um. So so I um. It was an interesting comparison. I'm glad I'm glad that I had seen the anime beforehand because it would paint this a little bit better for you. We think. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. Um, in the anime, I don't think it was as dramatic. Okay. I was really interested in it in the anime. It actually really struck me. But I don't think it was as dramatic as it was... In the manga. In the manga. And I think that's the reason... I think the reason for that is that you get a lot more of the internal dialogue that kind of happens between characters. And you, so it feels a lot more dramatic because you're realizing that these characters' looks on their faces are not just these looks on their faces. They're, they're You get these kind of sense and understand what they're thinking when it happens you know and then you get this little narration about what happens when you open the door and that few people ever get a chance to stand in front of the door much less get opened and even if you do all the work to get to it which talks about that virtue of effort Mm -hmm. um even if you do all the work to get for get there and he talks about you have to train for hours and you have to put on all this effort yeah yeah all this and and and, and be dead and be dedicated Mm mm-hmm and it talk, he talks about the dedication. Um, you still can stand in front of the door, but you may not be able to open it. No, you might... It see, doesn't open for you on command. Yeah, you might just be on the verge of getting there, but these doors kind of stop you from getting there. Um, but yeah, no, I love... I. So what's interesting about this here is you watched the anime before you read the manga. Mm-hmm. In a lot of the cases, it's completely the reverse. A lot of the times we read the manga before you actually ever get to the anime... And so sometimes we get to see, especially when we get to like fight scenes, or in this case the basketball uh, matches here, we get to actually watch the actual matches kind of play out. And sometimes it makes a little bit more sense when you watch it being played out. 
versus if you're just getting like still after still after still, it's not immediately apparent where all the players are on the are on the field and where everything is. Like half the fun of watching a basketball game in itself is just watching all the characters moving around at the same time. And you while you might be focused on one character, you're still one player you might still be focusing on like three or four other players around the area like what will happen if he does this this and this and oh he, he was moving around but now yeah where this is there. this is being very specific with your attention yeah your attention wh- whoever has the ball what's drawn yeah. yeah whoever has the ball and whoever's doing that so like that's actually a really good observation because what you have is a square yeah you have a four by four square that you're looking at that yeah you, know, you have a picture frame at the end of the day yeah and you're only able to see whatever's in the picture frame so long as you can see whatever's in the picture frame. Yeah. But you so can't see everything thing. because in a lot of cases, the picture frame is not like in the typical sort of basketball sense that we might see on TV where you get the entire like half court here. The picture frame is literally like four and a half, you know, inches away it's from a de- person's face. It's demanding face. your attention to a very localized area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so. that's, that's an interesting thought. Like, so, I yes. hadn't considered that. Yeah. So that's something you yeah. kind of get. And especially when you get to like fights in some cases, like... Some fights are animated just as they're drawn in the manga, and sometimes you might just get the key points that were in the manga that get translated as a fight, because when you're animating it, they don't quite one-to-one line up in some cases, but that happens there. Um, but I know this okay. is one you would continue to re- keep reading if you had the option to. Yeah, so it's interesting because, as you said, um, you're, not, you're not reading it for the action. No, you're kind of really reading it. You mean like you could very much follow along with the basketball game element of it here and be kind of in sense that oh, they're only three points behind. That means that they're just like two shots away from. They're just two shots away at any particular point from for being on top of being ahead. Yeah. yeah. But like a lot of it's not about the game itself, but it's about the characters kind of fighting with one another through the game. Yeah. And the character kind of in again, especially with a lot of the. It's a lot of the episodes of Kuroko no Basuke, it's a lot about um, interacting with different characters and every kind of character leaving a match with either more weight about how they understand the rest of the world or coming to a realization about the world here. I think all of it to me comes back to, to the opening line in Full Metal Alchemist, which is, is that the painless lesson is without meaning. Yes. And, yeah. and that, is a, that is something that replays through all of these. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Alrighty, so let's move on to the next one here, which is Card Character Sakura. This was a very pretty looking one, wasn't it? Okay, so so honest to goodness, I could see Mia, who is again eight, yeah, enjoying this and oh, reading yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Um, I dearly pretty. wished. Yeah. Okay. So so my first comment is, see right there, would love to see in color. Yes. I would. It has an. It does have a color page, but. But it has that kind of kind of like various sort of like ethereal kind of look to it. It it is very Sailor Moonish in some ways, except it's so beautifully it's beautiful. It is it is very Sailor Moonish in terms of um, uh, the style. Oh yes. Um, well, in this case here, what it is, it's a um, what this is here is a um, example of a shoujo manga where they tend to be a lot more prettier looking in a lot of cases. Because, again, it is aiming for an audience that is primarily of a um, female nature at the end of the day. And again, well, and a young female. I mean, she's a fourth grader. Yeah. So, I mean, she's like. She's a fourth grader. But, yeah, I mean, like, these are a lot of characters. I mean, like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so, I, so and, and what I'm looking at is a screen full of, of covers of it, um, which mm-hmm. are Sakura uh, in color. Yep. Um, yeah. So, you very, you very much got. 
a lot of pastels, a lot of very light kind of colors, not a lot of dark colors and, and, and contrast. And, and, and this is exactly what I would have expected it to, to be in my head from, mm -hmm. from what I was reading. Oh, yeah. So um, the first thing I noticed was they said it in a, the, the opening scenes of it feature the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. So that you know where you are. So it's actually not the Eiffel Tower. That's actually Tokyo Tower. Oh, that's Tokyo Tower. So Tokyo so Tower. So I don't know where I am. No, so you're, in, so you're technically in Tokyo, and Tokyo Tower is kind of a homage to the Eiffel Tower. They look very similar, okay. but they're not exactly the same. Because I'm thinking, how interesting. Because I had read an article that said that the French were very much into manga. Oh, yeah. No, they're, they're very much into the Japanese manga. There's actually a couple different French anime that's out there. And so I was thinking, oh, how cool this is. So I was wrong there. I'll, I'll change my notes there. That's okay. Okay, so card, card capture Sakura. She's a fourth grader. She's um, She is collecting clue cards. So she's, so um, it kind of highlights it a little bit more in Chapter 2, where she her father has, is an explorer or an, mm -hmm. an archaeologist. And he's got a, a, a library full of books. She accidentally opens up one of the books, which is known as this... Cloud, which is the Clow book from a famous wizard that was the nose the whose last name was Clow, and he made all these cards called the Clow cards that have all these different kind of elements and things that are throughout them, and she opens it up and releases all the cards into the world, and her job is to recollect all the cards. She's got kind of a magic wand that kind of doubles as a baton a lot of the time, and, the, and, and then she has a pet. She's got a little like, and it actually it actually says in there. I'm not a cat, I'm not a dog, I'm mm -hmm. not a stuffed animal. Nope. Although it's drawn very much to look like a stuffed animal. And to yeah. me it looked kind of like a mouse. See, I always thought it was kind of like a bear with wings. Maybe a bear with wings. Okay. I, could, I could go with a bear it, with wings. It does too. have wings. Um, yeah. where's, where's our guy here? The little guy right there. Yeah. Oh, okay, so colored that way he does look like a bear. Yeah. Like a koala almost. Well, I'm thinking more like a grizzly wings? bear a little bit like maybe. A little like a very bear? kind okay. of stylized grizzly bear maybe. Okay. Very so yeah, it's very, it's very, very cute, um, and and he is the guardian of the book. Yep, he's originally the guardian of the book, and his job is to kind of lead Sakura through the world, which is again, this is not unusual. And she does this in her dreams. Am I understanding this correctly? No, she does it kind of in the middle of the night. Night. Okay. Yeah. So, All right. And always with a very, very detailed kind of costume. Yes. Which is from her friend, who somehow in her spare time has the chance to make all these costumes costumes for her like any one of these costumes like even if you just look at some of these costumes here like there's a lot of work, work going on here like these are like some very stylized things here at the end of the day she's uh, she's she's really poofy dude oh no you know yeah, no Poof, poofiness would be like the um would be the theme yeah 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 like so this is the and, and ruffled and flowered ruffles and very poofy skirts all the time yeah yeah Bows. Yeah, I mean, like just dude. the absolute height of um, of girly sort of like elementary school kind of fashion. Yep. So like. Well, and you have the you have the little stuffed animal, which I, I, or the little am animal, and if that was something we could find in in Japan, I would love to bring. I'm some, sure we can find one. Um, bring them back for the girls, um, but uh, and, and so so that's sort of her. If you were an alchemist or or. Uh, what what do you call a witch's cat? The witch's cat is a familiar. Yes, that's her familiar. Yes, it is her familiar. Um. And and keeps keeps her company. And then the cards sort of give her magical powers. Yes, so she, she touches the wand to the card, 
and one of them lets her kind of fly, the ones kind of control the wind, and eventually she collects more of these cars that do other things and such. So they're all kind of an element of something, like there's one about time, there's one about um, like the moon and the sun, there's a couple other ones that do other things. Well, what I thought was interesting was they, they seemed to me like, like they were um, nature-based. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely, I could definitely see that. Um, they all have kind of like this elemental quality to them. Yeah, so yeah, they're, all, I, they're all like I, an I, element of something. So to me, it wasn't magic out of thin air. It was magic born of some sort of logic that existed in the universe. See, that's adorable. Yes, again, like every oh my yeah, every little bit of Cardcaptor Sakura is just like instant win with adorableness. It really is it's just like because again, it's the absolute like height of like. Like what girl? What what little girl here? Even if you're a, even like young high schooler, wouldn't like? Oh my goodness, that's amazingly cute. Look at this. Oh my goodness, so cute. Yeah. So I'm I'm figuring it's 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 eight to eighteen. Uh, the age range. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of time again. Um, even shonen. This is shojo, which is usually again means yeah. young female or young young females. Or it's aimed for that kind of range, and that's usually something between like maybe like seven, eight years old, all the way up to, like, you know, early high school, maybe late high school, and it's kind okay. of a way. Kind of, so tweeners. Kind of like, yeah, kind of that range in which you would be, like, ultra-cute and not quite trying to be more mature at all in a lot of cases. But again, that's also, like, shonen manga is a lot of the same sense, too, where it's, like, named for, like, young boys to, like, high school boys at the end of the day, young adult males. Um, but that's not to say that nobody can enjoy it here. Like, again... I will admit myself, a you know when I, I enjoyed it. It's beautifully drawn. I know. Again, I mean, in myself, again, when I read it here when I was twenty-two years old, I was hardly in the age demographic for it. Yep. But it's still. But again, I mean, that goes back to like what we said about My Little Pony here is that it has a wide fan base, despite what it's initially aimed for. So so. Um, and that's I, true of a lot of manga and a lot of anime that while it's trying to cater to one particular group of fans, like it could have a wide range of fans. But again, you do get the, sort of the relationship with the older brother, and you get some. Again, you get that that glimpse of, of, of candor. Yeah, and it's kind of like this is like like they're trying to be realistic about the lives that they lead. At the end of the day, they're not trying to be this idyllic sort of life. At the end of the day, even though I think Scar Exceptor kind of paints it a little more idyllic, but like you see the tension and you see the turmoil with other people, and your relationships are like what you would seem to be really true relationships. Yeah. Yeah. So, so again, that, that level of introspection that I um, actually enjoyed a great deal in these. So, for Americans, this came out in on what we know as the WB back in the very late 90s, where, where you had a lot of push of Japanese animation. Okay. Um, and it had an American version just known as Card Captors. Uh, it was very heavily edited. So, a lot of stuff was actually taken out and not actually ever shown at all for, for an American audience here. Um, and, and edited for what purpose? Um, edited in the sense that they wanted this to be, while this very much was a shoujo kind of sh series for girls, they re-edited a little bit to reintroduce to introduce uh, the other male character that's kind of the rival to Sakura uh -huh. in the second episode, and actually cut out a lot of the other stuff because in the in the anime portion, like the the guy doesn't show up until like episode ten, so you go quite a number of episodes where it's just Sakura and her friend kind of doing all this here. Yeah. Um, but they were trying to make it seem like it would be something for both Crossover. guys and girls at the end, of the, at the end okay. of the day. But even then, I mean, like, even... I mean, again, I mean, like, I think 
with the I'm Evan surprised by that because Sailor Moon really, you know, Tuxedo Mask isn't much of a character. No. And and um, but, and sure, but that certainly has its male and female fans as well. Yeah, and it, it does. Feel and you like guys it, watched it. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like it necessarily caters to any one demographic either. Like you could have it for multiple demographics, much less multiple, you know, yeah. people here at the end so, of the day. So it surprises me that they felt the need to do that. Yeah, I mean, keep in mind, like, there's a lot of heavy Americanization for shows. Like, when we get to things like One Piece, or the most famous example here, excuse me, rather, is Pokemon. They have, in Pokemon, the characters have rice balls, which are basically mm-hmm. like these kind of triangular shapes of rice with a like a seaweed kind of wrap around it. Mm-hmm. In the American version, instead of calling them rice balls... They called them donuts. They don't look anything like donuts. Yeah, sometimes these rice balls might have, like, jam filling in the middle of it. But these are not donuts. And they didn't even go through the process of trying to make them look like donuts. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and this is kind of one of the weird things. Feed, that it feeds the narrow narrowness that I would say is, is, is... Kind of inherent in it. But again, I mean, yeah. they did this a lot of time with... Um, the, again, the Power Rangers is initially uh, based off of what's in Japan known as Super Sentai series. Yeah. And there's a lot of the stories that are in Japanese that when you see them in American are not one-to-one translations, much less even close to that. And there's no continuity between some of those other shows. I think the only one that even gets kind of close to that is like Power Rangers Samurai, which um, I can't remember the Japanese name for that series, but that one's almost a one-to-one translation because they got the show kind of late and they didn't do a, they just did a one-to-one translation instead of trying to come up with other with other like plots. Okay. But Power Rangers is also kind of a little goofy on its own a lot of the time anyway. It's like you would not take a whole lot to if you just did the American if you just did it as a translated version of it, you could get the same amount of effect as you would from in an American version audience doing it versus a Japanese crew of people doing it like you don't need to add a whole lot, especially if you're just really using the suits and the yeah. fighting stuff yeah. for what is essentially like your actionary sort of stuff. Yeah. So, um, but no, yeah, no. Card kips are cute, very, very cute. This is a very this is and was and still kind of is a popular cosplay costume, but one that's ones that don't get done very often. Um, they recently had a lot of work. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of work and a lot of petiteness you have to be to get into, to be one of these characters. Uh, so I couldn't, I, I couldn't be secure. You could. Again, like, cosplay knows no bounds. Okay. Um, but imagine if we had, like, Mia or Nina in one of these costumes. Oh, gosh, that'd be all kinds and of It's cute. weaponized cuteness there. They, they even have green eyes. I know. Again, it would just, it's it's absolute weaponi- weaponization there on that. Yeah, yeah. It would, it would not, it, oof. Yeah. You could not keep, you could not keep people away from taking pictures of them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Totally get it. Okay. All right. So next one we get to is our example of our four comma, or young comma series, which is again four panels, four panel series. This was Gekigan Shoujo Nozaki Kun. Okay. So, who is this aimed at? This is a comedy series that's actually in. Okay, and I do get the comedy. And it's actually in a fashion magazine. Okay, so so um, and and basically, this is a a an, a female artist no, who's a teenager. It's a, she's it's a male artist. Well, okay, he's male, but she's drawing as well. She's she's outlining. So so the original so the premise of Nozaki Kun is that there's this younger girl. There's this girl who likes this older. She has a crush she has on a, him. Like a huge crush, crush on this on older him. guy yeah. named Nozaki Kun, and 
he somehow like she ends up getting the courage to then one day talk to him and it's like he's like sure you want to come over to my place he's like oh my goodness he's taking you over to my his place ah, what should real. i do what should i, I do I, like, again you get that that self-candor yeah yeah and then she gets there and he's like great would you like to help me with my work yeah. what yeah it's like yeah i'm drawing this right now would you like to help me outline it wait you're drawing this it's like yes i'm drawing this very very famous shoujo manga so he is he is himself a mangaka drawing this very pretty very shoujo-esque series and actually people think he is a woman because he has a female because he has a Female uh, stage name, sort of writing name, or it does, it's not necessarily explicitly female though. Like it's very kind of gender. It's not very gender, gender specific. Neutral, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, um, um, like I'm trying to think of what a great name. Like Morgan. Yeah. Like Morgan could be both a guy and a girl's name at the yeah. end of the day. Um, so he's kind of like a very gender, not very gender specific sort of name. And so everyone thinks it's actually this woman that's writing this beautifully detailed love story, and it's actually this guy who actually knows really nothing about love at all writing the story He's but kind of, he very arrogantly says at one point but i've heard enough love stories to know what i'm talking about yeah and i'm like really oh yeah yeah so this is very much a comedy series it's not that long i mean like at most it's like maybe 15 pages mm-hmm. but every pa- every page has got like four panels on it and if you just took the panels individually they're all kind of telling their own little story and jokes at the end of the day and yeah. they make up this entire bigger narrative. And and, and I want to say, this art was not as elaborate as the others. No. So it was it was much more simply drawn. Yes. It's, um, it's a lot of comedy tends to be. Okay. So it was much more simply drawn, and, um, and the facial expressions were often... Um, Heavily exaggerated? Yeah, cartoonish, for yes. lack of a better word. Yes. Yep, I can see. Yep, that's that's not uncommon with comedy series where, like, again, the entire point is to try to get the joke across, and sometimes in a manga-based series, you kind of have to be a little bit more exaggerated about well, it. Well, you know how I thought about it as mm-hmm. I was as I was reading, I went, "Oh, it's almost like a laugh track in a sitcom. It's telling you where to laugh." Yes, it's like the fourth page is basically like, "Okay, did you get the joke? Great, here's the joke." Yeah, so mm-hmm. so I actually found the way it was drawn. Sort of like an illustrated laugh track, mm-hmm. or almost kind of like watching, like, almost kind of like reading like Garfield at the end of the day too. Like, because yeah. like you know, in like a three-panel Gar- Garfield comic here, like the first two panels are the setup, and by the time you get to the third panel, ah, this is where the joke is. Yeah, this is how it all becomes funny. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. So this is a very, this is a very kind of light-hearted sort of series. It doesn't take itself super seriously. The characters. I I, are, I, I found the girl very um, self-deprecating. Oh yes. And and again. That candor that I appreciate. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, and then um, we get to chapter three here. We get another character gets introduced. He does all the shading. Yeah. Um, or no, uh, no, he doesn't do all the shading. Excuse me. He does like all the flowery bits and stuff that's in the manga. Um, and what's actually kind of funny, what I find actually very funny about it here is that the lead female girl is based off of him. So I find I find that funny because a lot of the characters when you kind of like dive into it later on when you meet other characters are other characters in the manga are based off of his people that he has come in to do character stuff for him and they're always usually like a gender flipped version of it here so um but no this is one of, this was a very lighthearted series very comedy focused um interesting that it would be in a fashion magazine because i sat through thinking as i was I was reading through it um who is this aimed at is this aimed at 
teenage girls. Mm-hmm. It's a little... Uh, it started it, in a fashion magazine. I don't know if it's still in there now. But because no, it but, moves. But that gives it some context, though. Yeah. Um, was it was it aimed at just teenagers in general? Was it aimed mm-hmm. at uh, young adults? The guy's kind of a young, young the, adult? Yeah they're, yeah, they're all in high school. Yeah. Everyone here is in high school. Okay. Um, this has a wonderfully animated series to it as well. Um, it's... I don't know if there's an English version of it out there. I know it is on Crunchyroll. It's very cute, and it's very much kind of like a nice kind of like heartwarming sort of series at the end of the day. All the jokes are kind of in there as well, if sometimes cut out here and there, but repasted. Okay. Um, it's a lot of it's it's a lot of fun. It so. was it was fun. It was just after the others. We were very kind of serious semi stories. Uh, yeah, it didn't have the the heavy moral tale. Mm-hmm. No, no, this one does not. Um, that that the others did. So that was the, that was one of the other things. So the the, I mean, the two my my notes light. No no virtuistic story to it. No. And then the art much simpler. Yeah, this is very just kind of very much a lighthearted sort of series at the end of it. Yeah. Day. Yeah, but would you keep reading this? It's kind of fun. I want to know if she ever actually admits to him. For real, like I actually like yeah. you, just confesses, yeah, yeah, because yeah. she starts to, and then it completely goes off the rails. Yo, yo. Not only does it go off the rails, like the train, like does like twelve cartwheels and then blows up like yeah. fifteen feet away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like it's a, it's a, and, and she and, and she very self deprecatingly says that did not go as planned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the look afterwards again, like they do, yeah. it's like they have like a couple of examples of like bicycling together on a tandem bike, and like it's really awkward. Yeah. Or like holding the umbrella for somebody else when they're walking together and it's becomes really awkward for them, so somehow that finds its way into this manga somehow. Yeah. So um Well like all comedy it has to be true to life to make it work. Oh absolutely. Yeah. Um so uh next one I want to talk about is Shokigu Shokikangu Shokugeki no Soma or as we in, as it's been translated to in America is Food Wars. This is kinda of like an Iron Chef sort of series. Mm-hmm. Or a play off of it here. Uh, now, I didn't have us read the first chapter because I felt the first chapter gave a lot away. So I had to start at the second chapter because the first chapter, um, I don't, I think, kind of gives away the entire game to the thing a little too quickly. As where the second one is really where it actually, where the story actually starts. And if they never had the first chapter, I think you'd be perfectly fine. Okay. So, uh, so, um, Food Wars, the family owns a... Well, this this kid has competed in and lost again. Lost numerous times to his dad, who was a, actually a world-renowned chef working at, like, a daily sort of, like, menu-based uh, restaurant. Well, yeah, well, he has his own restaurant. Yeah, so... The fa- there's a family restaurant. So there's a family restaurant, but the family restaurant's like a... Um, kind of like a menu... Kind of like a lunchtime menu sort of restaurant. Like, you go yeah. in, you go from the menu, and they cook whatever's on the menu, and they give it to you. But it's like just... But in the in the first chapter, which doesn't quite quite highlight it all the well, the dad's actually like this world renowned chef that's kind of disappeared off the culinary stage to just have this very simple life of yeah. amazing food, and the, and the son is uh, never actually beaten his dad ever once before. And the son just plays around in the kitchen, and and he's apparently had some had some failures. Oh yeah, he's had a lot of failures, but okay. So so okay. So one of the things that struck me early on this. And and here's my actual comment, sexual squid. 
Yeah. And and so he he makes a squid dish and serves it to is that his younger sister? Who is that? A young uh, girl. It's a just another person in the restaurant. Okay. So it's a young girl, and she she willingly um, takes the dish, and then she actually says, I feel like I've been molested by a squid. And it's a very sexual drawing. It's a two-page spread mm-hmm. of her... So you, did read the, so, you read, so you did read the first chapter. Oh, was I not supposed to? No, you're fine. Okay, it's, okay. That's the first chapter. It's okay. That's the first chapter. Okay. So, um, so, so it's a very... There, there are a couple of, uh, like... Anyway, so, so I'm It's like, not right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's why I don't recommend the first chapter usually. Okay. It's okay. I mean, part of the, so one of the things with this show here is that at the end of the day here, it's often um, um, my best way to describe this here is that um, I want to describe it as food porn, which is not a it's not the way you think it is. No, it's not the way. Okay, so but, well, okay. Let me let me move it move it forward. So so apparently that was the first chapter. Okay, so, oh, so I did have I did have a start on the first chapter. My apologies. I thought we were on the second. Okay, so um, the this um, real estate developer. Why are real estate developers always bad? I don't know. It's unfair to to my to my uh, profession. Anyway, real estate developer comes in. And um, and this is one of those those virtue things. Uh, real real estate developer comes in and she she uh, says what? says something. She basically makes him commit to if they're ever not able to serve this dish that they're they're well known for some some really any food in general. Yes, yes, the sexualized squid. This is so wrong. I will put this picture in our uh, in our show notes here for everybody to kind yeah, of see. Yeah, it's, it's just, not right. It's not right. It's no. just I like wow, where did that come from? <laughs> She's eating a dish in a restaurant and this is the next thing you see. So yeah, so 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 um the real estate developer comes in and she is all like hoity-toity, like kind of like. Well, she's 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 hoity-toity, slutty. She's sort of. Um, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of anybody I could even liken her to. Um, almost Dolly Parton-esque in terms of her figure. She's kind of in a suit, but her boobs are hanging out all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> so she's drawing. She's drawn kind of Jessica Rabbitish. Yes, I can go with that. Okay, and um, and so she's. Um, she comes in and she gets him to commit to somehow if the restaurant couldn't serve this um, this this amazing meat dish if they couldn't serve an amazing meat dish that they would close forever. Yeah, and then she'd be more than happy to buy it up as a result. Yeah, she wants the land for something, and mm-hmm. and you get the impression she's been in there before, made offers before, and been and told no before. Down, yeah. yeah, so um, so she makes that commitment, and then the next day, you know, he comes home from school, and his father has closed up the restaurant. And is going away. He's not going to be back for several days. Mm-hmm. Don't bother to open it. Yeah, don't open the restaurant. I'm going to be gone for a few days. Um, but if he comes back and all the meat has been thrown on the ground, like it's all rot, it's all been left out, and it's not. Oh, fresh and, and then the sign is the sign over the the thing has been sort of splattered out with stuff, like graffiti almost. Like, yeah, yeah. And the restaurant has just basically been destroyed. Mm-hmm. And then in comes the lady developer with her two henchmen, and she says. Cook me the dish. Cook me a dish. And if you can't do it, like you said, you should close down and I'll be more than happy to buy this. 
Well, and the idea that, that he would somehow honor the the I didn't under, I just it, why he would honor something that seems quite so forthright to be just like a sham. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But again, honest actors do honest things. Okay. So so he goes back into the kitchen and and you know, prior to this, you'd seen him basically with several failures. Oh yeah, lots of failures. So um so he goes back into the kitchen and he creates an amazing dish out of eggs and bacon and rice. Potatoes. Potatoes, I'm sorry, potatoes. And um, and he wraps it all up and he serves it to her. And it actually fits the description of a dish with marbled meat, which is, I think, what he's required to, to serve. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she says, but this isn't... This isn't what you you committed to. This isn't you know. So hand me over the restaurant. He says that's fine. I'll take this away, because she's enjoying eating it. Um. And uh, and she can't part with the food because it's so good. Oh yeah. In the meantime, the father now comes back, and he is going to work for a friend. He's going to go work for a friend. And so. Um yeah, what is that about? Okay, this, so, is, so this is this is where's the is that the picture of her right after she's eating it and yes. she looks like she's okay. So okay, so, so again, so I got so again when I say food porn, I don't mean in the sense that it's like watching a person eat and enjoying watching somebody eat for like the sexual purposes of that. No, I mean food porn is in people eat food and suddenly porn happens. Yeah, so so <laughs> there's there's pictures. There's another picture too of her and the and the henchman also eating. Oh yeah, and and um, literally, they are in orgasmic positions. Mm-hmm. They they are enjoying the food so much that they are suddenly naked, and and for all and, the world to see in the throes of in yes there we are naked and and in the throes of absolute busty busty ecstasy ecstasy so. Um, so yeah, when you say food porn, it's it's just. I mean it quite literally. Not, yeah, yeah, and, so, and and it struck me out of the blue because I'm thinking this is about cooking. Oh yeah, yeah, but they had to find a way to get their fan it's service in there. So. About cooking. It's really not. Um, anyway, so the father goes off and works for a friend's restaurant. Yeah. Um, and leaves the son, and, and the son says, but I thought I was going to run run the restaurant. And so you're not old enough to run the restaurant. Why don't you go to this uh, cooking, cooking uh, school. school, and why don't you see what you can do there first? Yeah. Because it's the same cooking school he, the dad went, went to. Went to, yeah. Yeah, so he gets there, and he meets um, this girl who is just grade A, bitch. Yeah. Yeah, she, she, will not, she does not allow anybody to even try to to let her to feed her at the end of the day she's got what she calls uh, what the world is called like god's tongue at the end of the day like it's the bit like she, she can is taste. the most distinguished taster ever yeah. ever been that has ever been yeah and so he you know he's up to the challenge he's like well fine i'll cook you something and he cooks her something and she is not willing to admit that she like that she likes it at the end of the day but she likes it she she withholds her orgasm mm-hmm yeah, the first chapter doesn't do any justice to the rest of the series, but it's a lot of that happens, unfortunately. Uh, but no, again, I mean, what's interesting about this sh- about, about this manga here is that at the end of some of the chapters here, 
they give the actual recipe that they did and how to make all this stuff. And people have actually gone through quite a bit of... I know a blog that's out there that's like, yeah, we're cooking food from Sogeki no Shoma today. And they actually cook it, and it's like, well, yeah, I, could, I don't know if I did it quite right, but based on the instructions they have, let's dig in. Hey, this is pretty good. So all this is realistic stuff at the end of the day. And they actually go into a lot more discussion about uh, why they do X, Y, and Z things and how the chemistry of doing X, Y, and Z makes the food do this, do A, B, and C. Well, he explains. I mean, even with even with the dish that he makes for the, the female real estate developer, mm -hmm. he explains how he did it and why he did it. And why he used X, Y, and Z materials to do yeah. it and what, you know, kind of and, and what they add to it and, mm -hmm. you know, wrapping wrapping the bacon around in and the whole nine yards. So it was sort of cooking techniques and unexpected sexual positions and yeah. um, and food. Would, would it would it be amazing if I told you that the person who drew this mm -hmm. was also used to be a chef at one point or was trained to be a chef? I well I absolutely see that. So um, yeah, so what if I told you that the person who did Full Metal Alchemist was originally going to be working on a cow farm? And the reason that she doesn't work on a cow farm is because she didn't want to work on a cow farm and wanted to pursue her her life of art. That's pretty cool. So actually, when she finished up Full Metal Alchemist, um, the woman who was doing that uh -huh. actually started a new manga called Silver, or called Silver Spoons. And it's literally about a high school that's actually on a farm. So it's her just kind of like reenacting her own life growing up after a certain point, which I find kind of cute and endearing at the end of the day. I find it very it interesting. So so now that we've, we've sort of gone through them. Well, we've got one more. Okay. Um, but no, again, but Shogeki Shosoma, I get the feeling that this would be kind of a hard thing to kind of sell you on keep reading at the end of the day. Well, okay, so so the, the art visually was much darker. Darker is in more mature, or darker in the sense of like a lot more lines and art and shading. Both. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Lots more line lines and shading, much much more complete mm -hmm. in its own way. Yes. Um, than the others, um, much more detailed. In the in especially in some certain shots. Yeah, um, and also much more mature. Yeah, but this was ran in Shonen Jump. Yeah. So this was aimed at young adults. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, so, so you, you see that. Yeah. And so the last one we have here is called Bokutachi wa Benkunyo ga Dekanaina. And I apologize for my butchering of the Japanese language. But it translates into English as we never learn. We never learn. We never learn. And, it's, um, and I chose this mostly because it's kind of the example of a little bit of a harmy sort of series. Or harem series. Mm -hmm. uh, which, again, is like we said before, is... Uh, usually a single guy around a bunch of women and somehow they're all romantically interested in him versus... Every schoolboy's dream. Kind of like, yeah. Yeah, it's very much a wish fulfillment sort of thing at the end of the day. Um, in this one here, there are two characters in here. There is uh, there's primarily three characters. There's this jack of all trades, everyday kind of decent kind of studied kind of kid. And then they've got um, two super geniuses, one of which is known as the is this kind of small little girl is called small girl that's known as the uh, super thumbelina uh, supercomputer thumbelina who, mm -hmm. she's really great at math science physics all that stuff she doesn't even need to think doesn't even need to do her work at all she does it all the calculations in her head, head yeah 
Um, and then you have this other kind of literary sort of genius she knows, like classic Chinese literature, you know, English literature. She's like just, she writes these perfect stories. She's the Super li- well read. Yeah, she's the uh, literary um, sleeping beauty because she's always very sleepy. Yeah. She sleeps through class. Like the example they use is that like she slept through most of a, of a essay writing um, in a class and then the last 10 minutes wrote this like, woke up the last amazing. 10 minutes, amazing thing that made the teacher break down in tears. Years, yeah. Um, but the high school principal here is basically tasked this one kid to tutor these two girls so that they can get to the college of their dreams. And if they, that happens, then he will get to go to the col- to any college he wants for free because he's broke. Yeah, broke, yeah. Yeah. Um, but come to find out, these two girls don't want to do what they the thing that they're naturally good at. The one that's in the the super, Thumbelina supercomputer here doesn't want to go into a science or math kind of degree. She wants a liberal liberal arts, arts degree. degree. Yeah. And the one that's not good at any math or in, in the other one here, who is um, the literary um, Genius, Sleeping Beauty, yeah. she wants a she wants a science degree, in which neither of them are are capable of getting at all. They get like failing grades in these. And the intention is, is that if they is that they need to kind of work together to get smarter to be able to get into the schools they actually really want to get into. And the manga does a pretty good job of explaining that, like, uh, the reasons why at the end of the day. So, you know, Sleeping Beauty here, she's always fascinated with the stars because she thinks her that her mom is somewhere up in the stars and so she wants to study the stars more. And you got to do that with a science degree at the end of the day. Yeah. Versus Thumbelina here really is into board games at the end of the day but she's not any good at it because she doesn't understand human psychology at all and to be able to play against them and sort of be able to make games like that herself one day so other people can have fun like she does. She needs to get a liberal arts degree to kind of understand how people think at the end of the day. Yeah. So that's where the, that's where the entire plot of the story goes. Mixed in with a little bit of, oh my goodness, I think I kind of like one of them here or there or I'm just sexually triggered by anything they do. Yes. Romantically triggered. Yeah, so he's he's like fighting this a- attraction thing mm-hmm. um, while he's fighting the frustration thing of trying to get them... To learn. And they yeah, just to motivate... He doesn't know how to motivate them. Mm-mm. And, and so... Um, well, he's doing all the stuff you would typically do if you were tutoring somebody, but he comes to realize that, like, that's not the way that's going to work over here and it's approach, just not working at all yeah it was it's not how you're going to approach them but he's got a lot at stake because um otherwise he ain't going to college yeah no he's he's not going to go into college and he's smart enough that he could go into college but he just couldn't afford it right so he needs the scholarship at the end of the day to get through it um and it's kind of interesting because the first few chapters he really do kind of paint it as um like he's a really hard worker and he's trying to do his best He's not great, but he's, you know, but you can't stop, but you cannot, you know, fault him for it. He's virtue-driven, though, and it kind of goes with the the Japanese... um, Philosophy. Yeah, I mean, because Japanese is famous uh, for working overtime, for for apologizing for leaving work before everybody else. It's also common for people to sleep on trains on their way home because they've overworked themselves, and it often is a great sign of you know it's considered like a badge of honor if you have to sleep on the train going home yeah so so i mean you see those that that virtue thing mm-hmm. 
very much that virtue thing in him, um, balanced by the distraction of um, hormones. Yeah. 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 Like one of them actually like. The Sleeping Beauty actually falls on his shoulder, falling asleep by accident, and he's, like, perturbed by it. And then later on, Thumbelina accidentally, like, kind of bumps into him, and, like, she hits chest first. Yeah. And that just kind of, like, triggers him at the end of the day. And again, so so again, while these might be innuendo in an American, like, 90210 or something like that, here they're more... Again, candidly dealt with. Yeah, yeah. Like you it's really do get this. Right. You get more of the sense that, like, hey, like, wow, I can't believe this just happened to me. But wow, I really can't do this because, like, I'm trying to tutor them. And but God, was that really nice that that happened for like a half so, a second? So, yeah. So because you have the mental dialogue, mm-hmm. it adds a whole lot more it, dimension to it. Yeah. So I would think if you didn't have the mental dialogue. So if, if this were a, uh, an actual anime, it is. It is. It is. It is airing right now in Japan. Does it have the mental dialogue? No. That would take away so much from it this. Feels, it, feels, it certainly does. Because I actually just to test myself out here, I read it and then watched it, and then when I was watching it, I felt, wow, this feels really derivative. Is this where really where it goes? And I find myself enjoying the manga a whole lot more than I am the anime, um, because the anime feels very derivative and moves at a very quick pace, like. The first two chapters of this manga are covered in the first anime pretty darn quickly. So, so, so my my thing was that um, the things that made it charming, I don't think would be captured without the thought bubbles. Yeah, and that's what I'm feeling here too. I feel like a lot of this is moving just like feels very derivative, and much as you get the impressions of what they think of why they do X, Y, and Z. I think the dialogue bubbles really do help a lot as far as understanding the thought processes here, because because they linger on those on, on those like interactions that they have here in the library yeah. for just in the anime that those two scenes are all of like maybe thirty seconds at, at best or if that oh but 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 there's so much in terms of developing the character yeah and there and there are a lot in kind of really describing the characters interaction with everybody. The anime here is going to go for like thirteen episodes and then just end. I, I can already see that happening. It's not. Like this is, this is this is in Japan. This is not like the next big thing. At the end of the day, it's really not. Okay. But, um, but I mean, like it's a nice payday for the company here because hey, it's another anime, another manga that we got to turn into an anime. Cha-ching, you know. And this will actually make more work for the guy here later on. You know that when this series ends after like, I'm assuming three five hundred chapters because it's got to end after at some point here. Yeah. If not, I'm I'm assuming like three hundred. 250 to 300 chapters is what I really realistically think this will go to. Um, but when it does end, I mean, like, he'll be able to kind of, like, rest on his laurels a little bit and start up something brand new shortly thereafter. Yeah. Hopefully something with a little bit more, like, uh, uh, longevity to it, maybe. Because, like, I always find, like, part of the problem with high school series is that, especially if you do it in your senior year, you have to play this game of time. Yeah. And the problem here is that, like, if you play the game of time... You only ever get one summer. You only ever get one winter. And if you get to those two quickly, you go through the entire year way too quickly. Yeah. And then you're left with, you know, not a whole lot to do after a certain point. Like, if you get to the end of it here, like, what else happens? Like, this is what happened with another series called um, Assassination Classroom, 
or it's just their last year, and the show kind of prolongs a lot of the different the different kind of like arcs of stuff for like very very long periods of time in the, in the manga. But the manga ended only after about two hundred fifty chapters, which is really in 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 the long lifespan of a of a of a manga not that long. It's only maybe five years, which is kind of short. You expect a lot of series with. Um, to be anywhere in the three to four hundred or even five hundred range before they finally end, which is like ten years when you think about it. And then yeah, obviously, but how do you do ten years with with characters that don't age? And that's kind of a bit of a problem here. Like you have to kind of age them not by their age, but by their emotions, yeah. their emotions and their impressions of how the world interaction changes a lot. There, um, Full Metal Alchemist, I would wager to say, probably takes place by the time you get to the end of the series. Here, probably takes place over about. A year, maybe a year and a half at worst. But it's but it goes on for twenty years in real life. Oh no no! In real okay. life, it in, in real life here is again. It was, I think it ended at like a hundred and eight, hundred and nine chapters. Okay. Which was the better part of about nine years worth of work at the end of the day to to do it. And I, uh, yeah, about almost again almost ten years worth of worth of story to tell. And again, and that was a monthly series. Yeah. Again, you look at Naruto. Naruto took place over the span of probably about three or four years, maybe five, uh, depending on how you on how you think how long certain events take place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's t- but even that series again after seven hundred episodes takes place over a long period of time, and two of those years are literally skipped with a with the explanation of a time skip. Oh. Well, that's not uncommon for some series here. Like, you explain... Well, I mean, you did see... Ex- it's interesting you say that because you do see flashbacks in here. Yes. Yeah, flashbacks to, like, older previous lives or, like, yeah. moments that were important to X, Y, and Z. Sort yeah. Of. Yeah. So. Which I thought was interesting. This is what I may continue to read, but I may not watch. I mean, But I don't know how, how, how far this gets. Uh, if it's anything like the anime that I've seen so far, like, I'm dubious about continuing with this one here. Okay. Um, well, and and, and my and, and again, my, my note was simply that I, I couldn't see this working in anime form because if you didn't have the the internal thoughts, I think it loses its charm. Yeah, like this, it does feel a lot loss of charm. I would say, and reading the anim- reading the manga here feels a lot more like it's got a lot more heart and beauty to it at the end of the day. As the anime feels a little soulless, I think maybe is the best way to put that. Like it's yeah. missing something in it. Yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. So what did you think of your experience in manga here in general? Well, so as always, well curated. You do that well. Um, I really felt like I got a, a, a real selection of different styles um, in in terms of story. Ter- light, um, in Heavy terms stories, of light stories, stories, heavy art, light, uh, more more yeah. humorous art, less dramatic art, very Pretty art, like very pretty. Yeah, so so. Try to I mean, run the I mean, because for the very pretty, for the card captor, I mean, my first comment was, "Would love to see this in color," um, and that was before I got to the color page. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, the, the styles are so different. Um, the stories were so different. Obviously, geared to different ages. Um, and and what engages me is again this sort of um, intimacy and candor. Yes. Yeah. There's a, this intimacy of feeling as if like you're on a one like you're like you're there with them on this adventure, and you're just getting to like like you've got a magnifying glass that just lets let you hear 
Like you've got a, like an extra like microphone that you can just kind of plug into somebody's head and be able to like just hear exactly what's coming out of their head. Yeah. 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 And 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 um, and and I think one of the things that that um, I would say as an overall thing is I don't know that um, even well written uh, American authors are able to do that and and I think it's actually if I think about it it may be one of the things that that J.K. Rowling does fairly well because she does let you peer into like Harry's mind at the end of the day yeah but but keep in mind it's only Harry's mind that you ever get to kind of play in at the end of the day that's you don't really get to kind of experience what Hermione's thoughts are or what Ron's thoughts are yeah that's true you don't get to see Hagrid's or Snape's at all but you do get kind of like flashbacks into what they're doing that kind of gives an impression about what they think at the end of the day but I think different narratives would lose stuff in, in that particular point here. Because, again, uh, for Harry Potter, again, it all is about... It's a first-person perspective of Harry Potter's journey through Hogwarts and his life yeah. through this magical school that is so foreign to him but kind of natural to everybody else. Yeah. Um, and I think that if you got to live in other people's heads at any particular point along the way, you would lose something there. Um, but I think... in, in I think in the, and I'll say this just for me, is that when I, as an example for going back to Full Metal Alchemist, well, you don't get a lot of the internal thought monologues that happen in people's, you don't get a lot of people monologuing their internal thoughts a lot of the time. Uh-huh. Um, it does do a very good job of when it gets to the, like, painting the scene quite the right way to give the impression across. Like, the yeah. facial structures, um, I, I can even go back to uh, Kuroko Nobasuke here, the second Emanue says, like, thanks Tetsuo, you know, for... Thanks Tetsuo, and, like, Tetsuo, you know, and Kuroko like, kind of, like, turns his head and looks at, at Emanue and is like, oh, crap. Like, you get that immediate notice of just like, oh, shit. What, what have I, what yeah, have what I have, done? What have I unleashed? And in the yeah. anime, they do a very good job of, like, that look on his face, sort of like, what are you saying? And then suddenly, like, shock. Yeah. Oh. Like, yeah. you know something's coming. Yeah. As we're, like, in the manga, like, that... To me, that, that, that facial structure right there was very much kind of like, like it looks kind of shocked, but it's hard to tell if it was shocked beforehand or now suddenly shocked. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to paint whether suddenly he's realized something or not so much as it's just kind of this like pained look in his face. But I enjoyed, I enjoyed seeing what the zone was. Yeah. I thought the that, original version of it that it was. Yeah. I thought it was, it, I thought it was depicted um, much more fully. Well, I, I, I appreciate the fact of the way they got to the zone, but what I loved about Kuroko no Basuke was is that the way that they showed how the zone really affects you it, dramatically in the in the in the animation here. Yeah, you get to. I was very taken with that. Yeah, because yeah. you see like just suddenly like, yeah, he's on a completely different level than everybody he's else, in a different and place, he yeah. knows it too. Yeah, and um, and while you can get that in the manga, it's very much kind of like. Again, kind of like taking a snapshot of different pictures constantly. Yeah. And you don't get the sense of speed and presence and physicality of suddenly being in the zone as you would in the anime, where the anime shows it very much intently of just like, I just walked past you. Big deal. This is nothing. You guys are nothing to me now. Yeah. Um, You don't get that sense in the manga, I think, immediately without kind of really trying to focus on it but in the but in the anime like you get to those scenes you're just like ooh yeah yeah now, yeah. now we've kicked now we've gone into fifth gear yeah yeah so. no, good point 
Would you would you consider watching or reading any of these at all? Well, yeah, I'm very interested in the Alchemist um, uh, Death Note. Um, entertains me. I, li- I like the Shinigami. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, those are those are pr- um, those two are very heavy story kind of you know they yeah. have, those are very long running engaging stories at the end of the day if i were going to sit on a saturday afternoon and, and blow some time with with my granddaughters you know the card capture secure is is cute it's amazingly it's cute. cute um so those would probably be the ones that i would um would want to would want to read yeah all righty those are good choices here um i do recommend highly recommend kuroko no basuke i told you before there's actually also yeah. a football Version. Manga here as well. Um, Eye Shield Twenty One. Um, Hard to envision. It's it's not bad. It's it's a little corny, and um, the art is very spiky, but it's very fun. Okay. If I I find that to be to be very fun, and that's also got a really great anime as well. Um, that does a very good job of painting the entire story of it. So, are we going to go into a shop where we can actually pick up a couple of these? Oh yeah. Okay. We'll, so we are going to be visiting Akihabara, which is known as again a little light is known as Electric Light City is kind of the is kind of the We're nickname for. We're staying in Akihabara. We're staying in Akihabara. Yes, um, and we are only like a few stops away from like major huge shopping things there. Okay. And so there will be. I mean, again, we have an entire day of just walking around Akihabara, going into a maid cafe, and then hopefully maybe seeing an idol show in the evening. Okay. But we have the entire day to just kind of walk around and look at stuff and imagine the craziness of stuff. I, I would love to show you arcade games in Japan because they are something to behold. I, I, I have read about this. Well, I mean, I, I guess our next two, our next two uh, podcasts are going to be about us going to Japan yeah. and what we're kind of looking forward to seeing and some of the stuff that we're finding interesting along the way of learning well, about and how is. and how we're preparing. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I think that'll be a great way to kind of primer us for when we go to Japan, because while we're be in Japan, while we may not be releasing episodes necessarily, we are going to be discussing what we see um, every day before we go and when we come back a little bit. Yep. Um, and it may not be every day, but we're going to try to do the best we can for that. Um, but I think we're going to have a lot of fun when we're in Japan. I'm looking forward to it. And I actually I actually want to say, I, I thought this was a good preparation as well. And we can talk about this next week when we're talking about sort of how to get ready ready for some of the, the social... Um, kind of stuff here. Yeah. And so I thought this was a good, as a, as a slice into sort of understanding Japanese traditions and how they apply to everyday life, this actually I thought was mm-hmm. a good exposure as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Alrighty. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening to us once again here. Um, you can follow us on at our website here at www.nerdtutorialpodcast.com where we have all the show notes and images um, as well as the podcast. You can visit us on Facebook as well as facebook.com forward slash nerdtutorialpodcast where we do post, I do like to post some additional reviews on stuff I find interesting. Um, and if you have any comments, thoughts, or opinions or things that you want to add to the discussion, you can always visit me at nerd, tutorial, nerd underscore tutorial on uh, Twitter and leave us a message there. But otherwise, uh, from myself and my mom, we want to thank you, and we'll see you guys again next time. Bye.